Welcome back for another episode of Sensoriella, a sensory-friendly podcast. In the coming episodes, I want to go through each of the eight sensations separately and explore each of them further. We're going to go through how each of these sensations feels, what it feels like and looks like when the sensation is dysregulated, and then the impact that each sensation has on our daily lives when it's regulated or dysregulated. In this episode, we're going to focus on proprioception. The proprioceptive system helps us throughout our day more than you realize. It's such an important sensation that allows us to interact and move within our environment and complete our daily tasks. If our proprioceptive system is dysregulated or not functioning as it should, it can have a huge impact on our ability to participate and engage within our environments on a daily basis. Since this is a sensation that is not typically taught to us when we learn about our sensations in school, I think it's important to start with this one. We'll also talk in later episodes about the impact proprioceptive input can have when we're trying to regulate other aspects of our sensory system. Okay, so proprioception is the sensation that allows us to understand where our bodies are in space, how our bodies are moving, and also the position of our body parts. We're able to know where our arms and legs are without having to directly look at them. This sensation allows us to move our arms and legs to complete a task like take a sip from a cup, eating with a fork or spoon, or brushing our hair. We would be able to complete those tasks even with our eyes closed because of the feedback we receive from our sense of proprioception. So we're also able to grade our movements based on the force we use and the speed at which we go. So this means that we're able to hold and maintain our grasp on a cup, for example, with the right amount of pressure without dropping or crushing it. We're able to bring that same cup to our mouth to take a sip, but we do it in a controlled, slow, and smooth way so we're not hitting ourselves in the face with the cup by bringing it to our mouth too quickly. And then when the cup is at our mouth, we're able to tip it up to take a drink of that liquid with the appropriate amount of speed to allow ourselves to be able to drink without spilling it down ourselves. Our sense of proprioception also allows us to maintain our balance. Now, we talked about how balance is the job of the vestibular system, but the sense of proprioception also impacts our balance by helping out the vestibular system. So our proprioceptive system communicates to our vestibular system the amount of force that's needed to complete a task, like picking up a heavy object, the amount of force acting on our body when we're landing a jump, and movements that are occurring within our joints, like when we're standing on one foot. Our proprioceptive system is sending signals about the movements in our ankle joint, while our vestibular system works to keep us upright on just that one foot. So these sensations are constantly working together throughout our day to allow us to to complete necessary tasks. But how is this all possible? Well, we have receptors in our muscles and joints called proprioceptors that send information from about how our body is moving and the position of our body to our brain. Our brain then processes that sensory information which allows us to be aware of how our body parts are moving or how they are positioned in relation to our surroundings or objects we're interacting with. 
These receptors allow us to understand when our muscles are contracted, relaxed, or stretched, and when our joints are bent, straight, or rotated. Another way to understand the sensation of proprioception is to think of it as our body awareness. Having body awareness allows us to understand where our body parts are without having to directly look at them, where our body is in space, and how we're interacting within our environment. This allows us to complete any necessary tasks without having to really think about how to complete those tasks. Our body is able to calculate how much force we need to pick up an object or to hold an object, how quickly or slowly we need to complete a task and maintain our position in space without losing our balance or running into objects constantly. So next, I'd like to do an exercise with you. Now, if you're driving, please don't participate in the direct actions because it involves your eyes being closed, but you can still think about each of these aspects as we go through them. So I want you to start with your eyes closed. Are you able to tell where your feet are in relation to the rest of your body? Are you able to tell where your arms are in relation to the rest of your body? What about your hands? With your eyes still closed, I want you to try to clap your hands together. Were you able to touch your hands together to clap them without being able to see your hands? Now, with your arms in a T position, with your elbows straight to begin with, try to touch your nose with one hand at a time, putting your arm back in the initial T position before touching your nose with your other hand. Were you able to touch your nose with your hand and replace your arm to its initial position without being able to see what your arms were doing? You can open your eyes now. You're able to complete these tasks because of your proprioceptive system and its ability to communicate to your brain about where your body parts are in comparison to the others, and then being able to move your body parts in relation to the others. We have the awareness of our body parts without having to look at them while you complete these tasks. And this is an example of body awareness. Now let's talk a little bit further about what this sensation does for us. I want you to think about your body position right now. Whether you are standing or sitting, you're probably not thinking about how your body is positioned. You're also probably not thinking about having to maintain this position. This is because your proprioceptors are sending that information to your brain, which works to maintain your position, whether you're interacting within, within your environment or remaining still. Our proprioceptors communicate with our brain each and every time we move to give feedback about where our body is and what it's doing in relation to our muscles and joints. This includes all of your joints, shoulders, elbows, fingers, wrists, ankles, toes, neck, spine, hips, and knees. All of your joints have proprioceptors that provide feedback to the brain. So for example, when you're sitting at a table for dinner and reach to grab your spoon, your proprioceptive system allows you to move your arm in the correct direction towards the spoon and be able to pick up the spoon with the right amount of force. You're able to maintain your grasp on the spoon while eating. 
You're then able to scoop up the food on your plate with the appropriate amount of force and bring it to your mouth with the appropriate amount of speed. These are not actions that you are directly thinking about completing. The act of scooping and bringing the food to your mouth is not a movement that you have to think about or have to directly watch yourself do to be able to complete it accurately. You could feed yourself with that spoon with your eyes closed because your proprioceptors are constantly giving feedback to your brain, which allows you to complete these movements without the need of your visual system. Now that we've talked about what it would look like and feel like when our proprioceptive system is regulated, let's now talk about what it would look like and feel like if our proprioceptive system was dysregulated. When our proprioceptive system is not able to accurately interpret information going to the brain for it to respond to the incoming information from our proprioceptors in our muscles and joints, there are two typical responses that we'll see. The proprioceptive system is either over-responsive or under-responsive. And if we go back to the episode where we talked about cup sizes in relation to our ability to regulate our sensations, we broke it down to either a small teacup-sized cup or a large bucket-sized cup. So if we have a small teacup-sized cup for our sense of proprioception, this means that we are over-responsive to the incoming proprioceptive input. This would typically mean that we would probably be avoiding movement or touch because too much proprioceptive input can fill up our small teacup-sized cup quickly, which can then overstimulate our proprioceptive system. Our brain is basically interpreting movements or touch as bigger than it actually is, which can be very overwhelming. If someone is over-responsive or has a small teacup-sized cup for the sense of proprioception, we can see certain behaviors that they will display in an effort to not overwhelm their sensory system. We may see them have a negative reaction to movements or too much movement, maybe even a fear of movement. They may only participate in smaller movements and avoid those large movements. They may avoid touch or flinch when they're touched. They may try to avoid crowds or avoid standing next to others or become upset when others are too close to them. They may even avoid or appear to have a lack of motivation to engage in play. These individuals can often be described as lazy. They may seem cautious, disengaged, or appear to have frequent meltdowns. They can also be prone to anxiety due to their fear of engaging in activities that overstimulate their bodies. In these cases, when someone is sensitive or over-responsive to proprioceptive input, it's best not to punish them for having a meltdown or force them to participate. We really need to address the proprioceptive dysregulation to help them with their lack of motivation to participate or feelings of nervousness. On the other hand, if someone is under-responsive, or has a large bucket-sized cup for the sense of proprioception, our brain is not reacting to the incoming proprioceptive input from our proprioceptors in our muscles and joints as it typically should be responding. Our cups take longer to fill up or need much more or more intense input for our large bucket-sized cups to fill up. We're going to split this section up by passive and active responses, to further explain how our body is responding to being under-responsive to the sense of proprioception. 
So if someone is passively responding to their proprioceptive system, being under-responsive, they may look sluggish or even lazy. They may have low motivation to participate in activities, and they may even look clumsy or appear to have poor body awareness. These individuals are not getting the necessary feedback from their body movements or body position, which makes it difficult to participate. When they are participating in an activity, they may appear clumsy or have awkward movements because of their lack of body awareness. Due to having a lack of body awareness and feedback from their proprioceptive systems, these individuals may use too much or even too little force to complete a task. They may lean or slump on walls, furniture, or other people, and they may also become tired very quickly. The difference between over-responders to under-responders that are passively responding is that the passive responders are not necessarily actively disengaging or avoiding activities. They may still participate in these activities that have these larger movements, but they're just going to be difficult for them to complete due to the lack of body awareness. And that's where we'll see the clumsiness and them looking awkward while they're completing the movements. They are trying them, but it's that their body isn't giving them the feedback to be able to complete those tasks. Let's do an analogy for this. If you think about eating a lollipop that has no flavor to it, you're probably going to stop eating that lollipop because you're not getting what you need from it. You're not getting the flavor or sweetness from that lollipop that you intended to get from that lollipop. For someone who is under-responsive and passively responding to proprioceptive input, they're not getting what they need from their proprioceptive system to continue participating in an activity that requires movements or body positions. For these individuals, it's important not to continue pushing them to participate thinking that it will motivate them to participate. They need their sensory needs met in order to be able to participate in in these activities that require body awareness. On the other hand, if someone is actively responding to their proprioceptive system being under-responsive, they would also be known as a sensory seeker. Now, we've talked about sensory seekers before, and I'm going to use that term moving forward, talking about an individual that would be actively responding to their proprioceptive system being under-responsive. So sensory seekers also have a large bucket size cup. They will actively seek out additional or more intense sensory, sensory input, in this case proprioceptive input, to fill up their cups to attempt to regulate their body and, and understand where their body is in space. These individuals are typically described as being rough, destructive, hyperactive, or even misbehaved. These individuals can typically be seen seeking out proprioceptive input by jumping or crashing, pulling or pushing. They may look more daring because they are climbing up onto furniture or other objects. They may even mouth or bite objects. These individuals are attempting to fill up that bucket-sized cup any way that they can to help to regulate their sense of proprioception. Typically, their attempts to regulate or seek out this input looks inappropriate or unsafe. They can look hyperactive because of how intensely or frequently they're attempting to seek out that proprioceptive input. It's important to remember, though, that they're not hyperactive. 
They're just trying to respond to their body's needs. And they don't necessarily understand or know that the way in which they're trying to regulate their body is inappropriate or unsafe. And that part's up to us to help guide them with that. These individuals can also seem clumsy or uncoordinated because their body awareness is also impaired. They don't fully understand how their body is positioned or where their body is in relation to objects or people around them. So basically, these individuals are seeking or craving movement, but they have difficulty completing those movements in a coordinated way. So these individuals may look fidgety, have a difficult time sitting and attending, They may also play too rough with other kids. Each of these aspects of dysregulation can make it extremely difficult to participate in our everyday activities. Think about a child going to school. If their sense of proprioception is dysregulated, it can make every aspect of school difficult. From participating in classroom tasks, to sitting and listening, or even trying to complete their work to engaging with their classmates. It's so important for our sense of proprioception to be regulated to allow us to engage in any and all activities during our day. So the next step is to address that dysregulation of the proprioceptive system, but we'll cover that in another episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of Sensoriella, a sensory-friendly podcast. Please reach out to me at sensoriella at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments about today's episode. 